Hey everyone, and welcome to Animate the World, a show about two friends and their love letter to animation in all its wonderful forms. I'm your co-host, Kelly Smimo. And I'm your other co-host, Kelly Smimo. Wow. I've, so <laughs> I just want to say that I have finally gotten the technology to kind of split myself into two different individuals. Um, yes. And it's really exciting because it's opened up a whole new realm of possibility of actually attaining a co-host that is at my level of expertise instead of having to scrape the bottom of the barrel, which is, of course, <laughs> where I found Richard Minari huddling in the dark and afraid. Yeah, thank God you got rid of that guy. <laughs> now it's just all Kelly all the time. Yep. And there's no better way to do anything than like that. You know what I love? Shinji Ikari. <laughs> Wow, me too, Kelly. <laughs> You're so smart, Kelly. I know, I'm a genius. <laughs> You're pretty smart too, Kelly. Oh, go on. <laughs> you know what? We might have reached too much of a singularity. Mm-hmm. And you I know what? I have a lot of issues with not being special enough. And as the alpha Kelly, <laughs> I have to prove my dominance. So I'm going to have to destroy you. No, I'll make more Kellys and more Kellys. <laughs> no. Those Kellys will make more See, this Kellys. this is the issue. This needs to stop. I'm <laughs> ceasing. I'm getting rid of the... I put in the same safety measures they did in Jurassic Park where you lack some sort of enzyme that you need to <laughs> produce. So you're going to slowly die now. <laughs> I, that's why I feed you spell, a special um, Kelly mix food. To give you that enzyme. But I'm cutting you off. That's sweet, delicious Kelly mix? I'm cutting you off. Kelly's home brand. <laughs> You're, I'm cutting you off. Richard, come no. back. Richard, oh, yeah, you I'm right here. Ah, oh, it's me. Oh, you can come I back. killed other Kelly. She's dead. <laughs> Richard, what's our question of the week? Our question of the week's a little, it's a, it's a real humdinger. This one is, uh, if you could, um, what anime would you recast as an idol group anime? Yes, I'm ready. Okay. <laughs> I'm not ready. I need to think about it, but I love it. This is a good question. All right, cool. Let me, let me lead off. Let me lead off with one right here. Um, I, was, I was thinking about this question because, like, I've been, I've been watching a lot of K-pop recently, Kelly. Okay. Like, an unhealthy amount you of You and my friend and I was like, randomly told me that, too, today, this week. It's a virus. It infects us all eventually. I just have succumbed a bit earlier than you will. Mm-hmm. But um, the thing about it is I was looking at different anime groups, and I was like, which one of you, which one of you kids could be a good singing group? And I, it dawned on me that I would love to see Yu Yu Hakusho, but <laughs> instead of them being spirit fighters, they'd be a cool metal band. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. There'd be Yu Yusuke, Yosuke? I don't remember. The main character, he'd be on lead vocals and guitar. Kuobara, his friend with the red hair who has the sword, would definitely be drummer. <laughs> and then I, I think the black-haired guy would be some... Some cool guitar, and then the Rose guy would be a bassist. And I can't stop thinking about it for some reason. I really like it a lot. That's amazing. Write a fanfic. Mm-hmm. I will. So when I first thought of this question, my immediate thought was like, wow. If Oran High School Host Club 
had been <sighs> created in this decade instead of the last, this would literally be an episode where <laughs> Tamaki would say, we're an idol club this episode, and force them to do it, and they would be terrible, but they would be hot, and that's, the important part is the aesthetic, so it would work out, and it would be a hilarious episode, and maybe Haruki would actually be good at singing, and take the lead role from Tamaki, who's tone deaf. (laughs) Kyoya would be their manager, but they force him onto the stage at some point. Um... Mori Senpai would be the drummer. Nagisa would do be like the choreographer, and I don't know. The twins would, I think they would do the bass. They'd each have a guitar. Absolutely, absolutely, Kelly. It would be an amazing episode of Oron, and this is another reason we need a season two. <laughs> but yeah, like I have never ever felt like wow. If Oron was just ten years later, this would be an episode. Because this would be an episode. Like, it's. It's the most surest thing I've ever felt in my life. <laughs> Thank you, Richard, for giving me this. <laughs> um, but another anime I would turn into an idol anime without, and I've actually thought about this before, um, for a different reason, um, is volleyball anime. Totally. Mm-hmm, would be. Mm-hmm. First of all, any sports anime could be turned into an idol anime without changing anything. Other <laughs> than just, instead of playing a sport, they're singing. Like, <laughs> Alba Joesai would crush it. Mm-hmm. They would crush it. It would be amazing. I would cry a lot. But the reason that I'd thought of this before was because the only reason I like Love Live, which is a garbage, garbage <laughs> idol anime that I adore uh, and have seen all of, <laughs> both seasons and the movie. I have not seen Sunshine yet. Probably won't because I don't care. Muse forever. Uh, it was because I love their app game. And I love getting those cards of those pretty girls and mm. adding them to my collection and being really bad at rhythm games. Um, and I haven't played in months because I only play in spurts where it becomes my entire life. But maybe I'll start again because now you're making me think about it. Uh, mm-hmm, I wonder mm-hmm. if I deleted it. I don't think I did. Um, but the only reason I've thought of Haikyuu as a volleyball anime is because I just want a Haikyuu rhythm game where I collect cards of them in different outfits. Oh my god. That's, like, all I want, and, like, the only way to get that is to first convert it into an idol anime, and then get to that. Like, there's different steps to this dream. Uh, I have to obtain the rights. I have to change everything. (laughs) I then have to find, I have to, I don't know, just find the people who make Love Live and be like, listen, get rid of it. Do this instead. (laughs) It's a multi-layer process, but I'm, I'm ready. And I'm ready to undertake it. And I think this was the final push of like, yes, this is attainable. I need to make it happen for the better, for the, the good of the world. Everyone needs. Mm-hmm. Also, I want them all in dresses. Like, that's just. Absolutely. You, they can have a suit one. Like, Love Live has a suit card set. But, like, mostly idol outfits. You know. It's very important. And, like, the, definitely. Definitely. Um, the thing about like Oron as a an idol group is like they'd be beautiful, but I can't imagine them having any talent besides Haruhi. Yes. Like I don't know if they do anything. Whereas like Alba Josai would have a really yeah. good dance team. Oh, I man. think. Yeah. They'd have a good dance team. I think Iwaizumi would be their break dancer, and he would oh. take off his shirt, and it would be like when the beat like it's like a normal idol group, whatever. Oh, um, Oikawa singing like winking. 
at the at the fans, and then suddenly the beat drops, and they all move away, and Iwaizumi's in the center, and he rips off his shirt, and he's wearing, like, chains, and he's got his backwards hat, and he just starts break dancing, and everyone is screaming, including me and Oikawa. <laughs> And I collect the whole hip hop set of this card. Cause maybe Hinata can't sing unless he harmonizes with Kageyama. Like oh it could my. work. Like it could be this whole thing. It would be great. <laughs> I don't Rival know how Kujijima becomes the ultimate boy idol, but I guess it's that stern, stoic, like longful ballads that he sings into the camera with <laughs> the eye contact that makes all the girls and boys. Swoon. <laughs> I'm ready for A this. A simple country farmer comes onto stage. I love it. Ah. I love mm-hmm. it. Oh my god. Listen, in my Haikyuu Love Live game, farmer set for Ushijima's team. <laughs> Possibilities are endless. There's so much marketing potential. I'm ready. The world is ready. I want to give my money to this. <laughs> Oh, wait a second. I've got anime on the line right here. Uh, uh-huh. They want to know how soon you can start the production of this. Yeah. Hi. Hi, anime. <laughs> Big fan. longtime fan. I think you're doing great, but you could be doing better. Boys <laughs> in dresses. In dancing their hearts dancing out. Dancing their hearts out for me, but also the world. <laughs> and then I get cards of them that power me up. Flawless. Can't stop thinking about that. I know, right? The only other show I kind of thought about was because, other than every sports anime ever, but I won't get into them, Mm -hmm. is uh, like the thing that you need with an idol anime is a large enough cast, Mm. you know, to create an idol group. And uh, so, one other idea I have, which would need some tweaking, is uh, Fate Zero. Um, where maybe it's servants versus masters. Oh, oh, but the clearly the servants would win, but the masters do have waiver who I think has a lot of crowd appeal. Mm-hmm. A lot of, but there would be a lot of in drama fighting, especially with Kiritsuku mm-hmm. and um, Kotomine. It would be a disaster, but it mm-hmm. could be entertaining. Mm-hmm. Also, mm-hmm. I just Absolutely. want writer. To be in an idol group. Absolutely. I think he would be very good. Also, Lancer. And, oh my god. Oh my oh god. Oh my god. Please. <laughs> and the idol group would gain such an interesting flavor by the fact that everyone's trying to kill each yes. other. You know? Yes. Like, a lot of wouldn't that be intriguing? <laughs> and the Holy Grail would be like the, 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 the Grammys? I don't yeah, know what award like, you give. Every episode, there's just one less person in each group. <laughs> And they have to, like, play up, like, the songs have to change styles. Like, you go from very idol group stuff in the beginning to more, like, duets by the near the end. <laughs> because there's only so much you can work with. And then the final song is, like, a mournful duet between the winning master and servant. You know, instead of being rivals, they're like, we've done it. So it's, like, Gilgamesh and Konomine. Like, eye, intense eye contact as they sing to each other. Yeah, it would be fantastic. There'd be wine. It'd be great. And, of course, Gilgamesh would be naked, yes. as is expected, yes. on stage. Um, and maybe instead of dying, they just get voted off a la American Idol. 
Ah, that makes a lot more sense. <laughs> we'll see, we'll see. Maybe mm-hmm. the end. And the Holy Grail isn't made from the blood of the servants, but instead the tears of the fans. <laughs> Perfect. Mm-hmm. It all makes sense now. We've really much, I think we've fixed a lot of animes. We've fixed a lot of animes in these couple minutes. Do you have any last ones? Because I did, I offered like seven by accident. Oh, I let you talk again. The only other one, no, no, no. The only other one I had would be Gekon Shoujo Nozaki-kun yes. because yes. I really think that uh, Mikoden would be like a great visual for the group. Yes. Like he would be very like maybe he can't do much besides pose and look very good, but then get very embarrassed very quickly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it'll be a co-ed group, which isn't very you know I, I don't see a lot of those, but I think it'd be a great. It'd be co-ed beautiful group. because Mikoden and Kashima would get. All the girls. Yes. Except Kashima Mm -hmm. can actually... No, wait, she can't sing. That's the joke in the show. Shit. Oh my god, I forgot. Mikoden and Kashima both can't sing, but they're the faces. Hori is the only good singer in the group. (laughs) Chio can sing. Oh, wait, and also the siren can sing. Duh. Oh, yes, Seo. Oh my god. It'll be great. I think it'll be really good. I think I'm gonna have to break out the the old... What's that thing you draw things with on your computer? Tablet. The tab- I'm going to have to break out the old tablet. And by old tablet, I mean I have to buy a tablet <laughs> and like start drawing this because I have a fire in my belly right yeah, now. Yeah, I feel it. I feel it. The last I'm thing going. I want to say, and I'll make it quick because you won't be able to participate, is that Akka would be a great <laughs> idol group because <gasps> you have the Council of Five who are these like serious men and they would sing. And they already have, co- they already have coordinated outfits because they're uniforms and they could just sing. And it would be beautiful. And to anyone who understands what I'm saying, like, just know. It's great. <laughs> the end. I have to finish Little Witch Academia. Richard! Also would make so a great fun. idol anime. Well, oh, I thought you meant Akko as in the main character of Little Witch Academia. No, I meant Akka as uh, the political show. Oh, that makes a lot more sense. Yeah. No, okay, but Little Witch would go. be great because they could battle against the boys boy band. Which is the rival mm-hmm. school. And, like, Akko already wants to be an entertainment witch, and she's got all that great illusion mm-hmm. and transformation They're still witches. I cannot express this enough. They are still <laughs> going to this school. It's just season two is, you know what? We found the seven words. Let's become an idol group now. And <laughs> Ursula is their manager, along with her yeah. girlfriend. They're both the yeah. managers. It would be great. Perfect. Fantastic. A plus. Good job, Richard. <laughs> All right. I think that's. I think we need to stop because I'm too into this. Too excited right now. The blood is pumping. Bike anime, Midosuji, great idol right there. <laughs> oh, God. Amazing. Their choreography would be the best, okay? They would win oh, choreography wise. So scary. Whatever. I need to stop talking about this. Richard, take me away. Take me away. Uh. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> that's it that's your entrance Kelly's current corner is dead no I've been too sick to any anime other than a specific mm. one what about you Richard uh I watched uh you know what I did I tried watching okay go let's be heroes oh Have the you cartoon network Kelly? yeah I've heard of really good things about it but I can't find it anywhere 
And like I'm so sad because like Cartoon Network, I don't I can't get their website to work for streaming episodes. And like it hasn't gone up on Google Play yet, I don't think. So I'm realizing that. But just everyone know that Richard's Rambunctious Room is under renovation right now. And by the next time you see it, hopefully he will have some new things in there. Richard, didn't you know that anytime you try to watch a Cartoon Network show, it just redirects to Teen Titans Go? Please, Kelly Smimo, please. I mourn that loss every day. What loss? There's only a game. Teen Titans. You get Teen Teen Titans Go. Teen Titans used to be the best show in the world. There was no Teen Titans. It's only Teen Titans Go, Richard. Is this a nightmare? Have I woken up in some terrible Twilight Zone place where only Teen Titans Go existed That's and there was reality. no original Teen Titans? Oh my Have god. Have you turned on your TV? No! That's all there is. It's Teen Just Titans Teen Go Titans all the way down. No news. No cooking network. No nothing. Just, Just Teen Titans Go. Yeah. It's what you want, Richard. Why else would they play it so often? <laughs> I guess I did want it all along. And there, thus begins the loop of the cycle of, of terror. The cycle <laughs> of awful. All right, we should get out of these rooms. Get out of these rooms. Where are we going now, Richard? We're going to the anime club. Anime club. Anime club. Well, Ooh, Richard, yeah. a lot happened this week. All I asked for was no more... <laughs> No more suicide. Yep. That's all I asked for. Yep. We did get something we asked for, and we'll get to that. That's true. Well, that's true. But again, warnings as always, the show is pretty rough. Um, triggers for child abuse. Uh, mentions of suicide. Uh, just child abuse. <laughs> um, yeah, just abusive parents. Death. <laughs> I don't know what else. Uh, gun violence on screen. Gun violence on screen. Mm-hmm, yeah. Yeah. All right. So let's just let's just get into it. You know. Let's just mm-hmm. let's just dive in. So let's do it. When I was watching this, I got some flashbacks from 2008, which I think is when the show is from because there was a translation note at the very beginning. Yeah. Which was just Kita Meki means glitter, and I'm like, okay, thanks, <laughs> I guess. And later on, they told me Kite means beautiful. And I'm like, great, okay, cool. Love you, bye. Anyway, episode seven, we cut to a rando girl in pink, who I don't think she just, just do we name her? Uh, she appeared for five seconds. Yeah, so rando girl on the roof. She's reading a book by um, Pegasus. Uh, and she's like, ah, yes, finally, I understand. And then she just jumps off the roof. And we're like, great, <laughs> already a great start to this episode. Love it. Absolutely loving it. So, and then we cut and we don't look at her again. Um, and we're at this office, um, this publishing house, basically. And there's this woman there and I called her secretary, mm-hmm. which remind, makes me think that I'm talking about a horse. But... <laughs> secretary at the anime character. <laughs> She's a secretary there or something. Like all she does is copy like files and stuff and do like Mm -hmm. basically minimal office work and she doesn't seem she seems pretty pleasant about it um but she's a little frustrated because she's been there for three years and that's all she's been doing and i'm like that sucks (laughs) three years is a long time to be doing like using the copy machine Mm -hmm. and i don't know she's like Weird about love, I guess, because she has this convo with, like, one of her coworkers where they were like, I can't believe our other coworker just got married. That's so weird. I had no idea. And she's like, yeah, that's weird. Whatever. 
Anyway, um, her boss, boss lady, um, finally get, gives her an assignment, and she's like, you love Pegasus, right? Like, you love his work. And she's like, oh, yeah, I'm a huge fan. And boss lady's like, great, your assignment is his book. And she's like, oh, my God, my first assignment, and it's to my idol. This is incredible. And I'm like, what is happening? Because up to this point, I thought Pegasus was dead. Yeah, no, definitely, because we haven't seen him. I definitely thought that as well. We haven't, we've only seen him in the past, and we just, the only thing we knew about him was that Angel shot him before she went into coma mode. And so, mm-hmm. honestly, I just thought he was dead, and so this episode is just like, wait, what is happening? This episode <laughs> honestly felt like a penultimate episode. Like, I kept mm-hmm, having definitely. to check to make sure I was on the, I was on episode 7 and not episode mm-hmm. 11. Mm-hmm. Did you get that vibe too? I was, I mean, I was kind of like, oh, they're bringing this up early. I didn't see this coming. Oh, he's alive? Wow. Okay. Yeah. Let's do it. Especially with the other stuff that happens here. It's like, whoa, a lot of, a lot of reveals for episode seven into the main Mm -hmm. plot. But I'm like, huh, I wonder what they have like in store. We'll see. Anyway, so secretary goes home and she has a little sister and it's the same girl that Sad Glass has called a few episodes back to ask about Mm -hmm. Angel because they were friends in middle school. Which I thought was a neat touch. That like, mm. oh, we brought in this character I did not think would be important at all. And now she's important. Now she's very important. Yeah, she's very important. Anyway, I call mm-hmm. her Little Sis. Is that good? Mm. Yeah, that's good. Okay. And uh, so Little Sis is talking to her sister secretary and she's like asking to borrow a book um, because she wants to impress a boy she likes. <laughs> uh, and it's Pegasus's book, of course. And um, the boy she wants to impress is, of course, Sad Glasses. Because mm-hmm. she now has a crush on him. Or she did. And I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> and then suddenly we're above the clouds. And there's a field of staffs. And mm-hmm. this is never explained. Why they were here. <laughs> or what this means. Or if, like, staffs are just grown in fields in heaven. And you just pluck. They're actually stalks of corn, it turns out. <laughs> Blondie's just chilling there, uh, you know, just rehashing the same convo of like, why does Angel age? It's so weird. <laughs> we're like, we get it. Angel age is Blondie and it bothers you. You're not in this episode. Well, you kind of, not really. Whatever. You're, you'll get your time. Mm. Um, Angel's walking around kind of ex- upset because she needs to deliver a letter to Pegasus, which is super awkward mm. um, because he is the dead mm. shot. I wonder how, I guess, because assignment is just based on the region you take over, but I still think there should have been, like, you know, maybe someone else could have done it. Mm-hmm. Whatever. So, Sad Glasses visits Little Sis um, to talk about uh, how he saw Angel walking around and how that, like, was weird because, you know, Angel's unconscious. Meanwhile, um, Secretary is out visiting. Uh, there's a lot of visiting in this one scene. So Sad Glasses is visiting Little Sis to talk to her about Angel. Angel is visiting her unconscious body in the hospital before going to see her dad. Uh, And Secretary is heading to Pegasus' house via a map that um, Little Sis had to send her because she forgot it. And that Sad Glasses also printed for themselves because they're going to go visit the dad too. Everyone's visiting dad. This is dad's day. Dad's getting a lot of visitors. Pegasus lives in the woods. In the most ridiculous <laughs> house I have ever seen in my life. Like, in anime. It's just like a 
A curly Q sticking out of the ground made of glass. I don't understand how it stands up structurally. Or how the inside makes any sense. Yeah! Because, <laughs> like, when we're inside, there's, like, all these dark hallways with just <laughs> glass cases of glass pens or guns <laughs> on the wall or swords. <laughs> And there's, like, no seats. And then there's just this giant circle room with only windows. Uh, and it's a huge room. And then there's just this room that looks like the room in Spirited Away for the baby. Yeah. It's that room. It's just that room. But it's just in mm-hmm. this house, too. And, like, I I was, okay, whatever, Pegasus. You do you. Like, you're weird. Whatever. But we haven't gotten to that. Anyway, so Secretary's chatting with Pegasus. And we find out that, like, Pegasus hasn't published a book in four years, a.k.a. since, you know, he got shot by his kid. Um, And his house is absolutely ridiculous. And um, we cut to Boss Lady talking to another man and talking about how Secretary is super useless, and that's why she sent her out there, because, like, who gives it, who cares if she, like, fails? Because she's awful. And I'm like, that's so unfair. She doesn't seem mm-hmm. that useless. She seems fine. Mm-hmm. That can, there's a lot of cutting in this episode. Like, we're mm-hmm. just jumping around like crazy. <laughs> we go back to the hospital. Angel's apologizing to her body before heading off to see her dad. And then we, we go back to her dad and secretary talking. And he starts talking about how he only writes with glass pens. Because he loves glass. Just glass is really life. He really loves glass. He just loves glass. And I'm like, okay. Mm-hmm. And then he sees Secretary's bare wrist, and he, like, freaks out. And he just grabs her wrist and starts writing on it. And it's like, she's like, what is happening? And he's his face is honestly terrifying when this is happening. Because mm-hmm. he, like, mm-hmm. all, before that seems just like this goofy kind of guy. Like, just really energetic and excited about his glass pens. Which isn't what you expect, because I thought he would be, like, a really classy dude, you know? <laughs> but he's just a goofball and it's weird mm-hmm. anyway he writes um the glitter within the light on her arm for some reason and then he's he 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 stops and he goes and he leaves the room he just leaves he's like over it and in the hallway he just says that's not the one and you're like what is happening mm-hmm. who is this man why who is, is he man? so messed up like he's there's something not right about him he's very off kilter because he goes through these very drastic mood swings in second. Anyway, we're on the bus with Lil Sis and Sad Glasses who are on their way to see Pegasus. And I don't know why they chose this same day to go, because, I mean, her sister's gonna be there, you know? <laughs> like, she That's knows, a good point. I didn't even think about that. She knows this. Like, she... Like, because they gave her the map to go... Like, it's... I don't know. Whatever. They're kids. Anyway. <laughs> Those kids. Because then why not just ask to go with... I don't know. Whatever. Lil Sis, um, on this bus ride, she tells Glasses that she and Angel were friends, um, because, uh, she was always, like, this sporty tomboy person, and Angel's, Angel was always in the infirmary, and so they kind of had this friendship build because Angel, you know, because, uh, Lil Sis didn't read books, <laughs> she was illiterate, I guess, and so she had never heard of Pegasus as an author, and it was, like, the first person, and Angel really appreciated that. And so that's why they became friends. Because Angel was like, finally, someone who doesn't see me is just my dad's daughter. Mm-hmm. Back to the Maximilian house. Secretary mm-hmm. um, asks to see Pegasus' work area, and he's like, hell no. <laughs> it's a mess. But he's like, hell no. And I'm like, okay, whatever, Pegasus, you're a weirdo. <laughs> and then there's a sun shower. <laughs> 
A term Pegasus has apparently never heard of before. What? (laughs) It's raining, but the sun is out. And he just has a a good time. He's very excited Mm -hmm. about this. He runs outside and starts spinning and laughing. And I'm like, is this the same person who said, if you're not beautiful, you should die? Like, this Mm. is so weird. Mm. So he forces Secretary, he like coaxes Secretary out because it's very clear at this point that Secretary has a huge crush on Pegasus, who's like her idol. So she goes into the, the sun shower and they like spin around holding each other. And I'm like, you met like an hour ago. This is so good. And then it's just very exciting. And then Secretary goes to shower after the rain, which I don't understand. She might catch cold, I guess. But like, why not just give her a towel? That's a that's a good question. She goes to shower and she comes back into a white dress. Who's we don't know yet. And so she's just in a new outfit now, and it's like this is really weird. Mm -hmm. It looks like a wedding dress, and I was getting scared. Because Pegasus doesn't seem like he's all there. Mm-hmm. Anyway, little sis and glasses are getting real close to the house. Um, but we cut back to Secretary and Pegasus in the room, and Angel walks in. He, she's and <sighs> Pegasus does this walk toward her, and it's like, who is this goofy man? I don't like. I do not understand his character. I had a whole preconception of this dead man. He's actually alive, and he's insane. Uh, but in a, like, very goofy, not calculated way. He does this weird walk where his arms don't move and they're, like, above his head. I don't know. Anyway, he, like, walks up to her and he doesn't recognize her, like, at all. And he's like, oh, a letter? You're a postman! And then he reads the letter and then he just leaves without comment. (laughs) Like, great. A plus time. And Angel's just standing there. Uh, and so secretary goes to the letter to read it. She's like, I'm going to read it. Like, you, unless you don't want me to. She yells out to him. I'm, uh, is it okay if I read this? I'm going to do it. <laughs> anyway, secretary reads it. Um, and it's by that rando girl. Uh, who's apparently was in middle school, but she looked older than that. Mm. And, uh, she killed herself because Pegasus wrote this book where he says, like, death is beautiful. Like, don't be afraid of it. And so, like, she really appreciated that a, a little too much. Um, mm-hmm. And, yeah, and it's, like, an upsetting letter. Uh, but, so, Secretary's kind of upset. Um, and then Pegasus comes back with the holy flame, as he calls it. It's just a lighter to destroy the letter. And Secretary's like, you can't just destroy this letter. It's from, like, a fan. Like, they they wanted you to have it. da 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 Angel's still standing there, and she very passive-aggressively, like, during this exchange that she's watching, just says, you never understand how other people are feeling. You only care about yourself. This is how you lost your mother and your daughters. And I'm like, there's more daughters. Yeah, right? I was like, what? But that gets explained. Anyway, after she says that, Pegasus finally looks at him, looks at her, and she's like, he's like, Angel, is that you? And then the reaction is not what I expected, because he's like, oh, cool. How's it going? Hey, secretary, this is my daughter. Isn't she cool? And I'm like, what is happening? She shot you. She's in a coma. Don't you know this? Like, what is, who are, what is happening? Mm-hmm. A little sis and glasses arrive. I don't know how they got into the house, but they're there. They kind of freak out. And Angel points her gun at Pegasus, like, to shoot him again or whatever. And she's, like, saying something. And then Glasses gets it away from her by, like, shoving it out of her hands. And then she shoves him, like, you do not touch me. Mm-hmm. How she always is. And, like, gets him all the way off. And she says, like, 
I wasn't gonna shoot him. I just want him to remember, because he clearly does not remember <laughs> that she shot him. But then she says that, and Pegasus shoots her. For no, I was surprised. Right? Who, what is Pegasus, like, Pegasus <laughs> needs help. Like, there is something very wrong with this man. Mm-hmm. And it's terrifying. Mm-hmm. And, like, honestly, with that ending, I was like, how is this not episode 11? Yeah, right? That was, like, a lot. That was a mm-hmm. lot. And so, but we're, we're only at episode 8 now. So, episode yes. 8, Richard, how's it going? <laughs> episode 8 is, uh, we, all truth is revealed. Or at least most truth is revealed. I think a lot of it is. This is where we really get into the, the discussion of um, Angel's abuse as a child. Mm-hmm. So, just a heads up for that. Um we open with this flashback into Angel's backstory. Um, we see a girl with like black hair uh, and her name is Mika-chan and she's running around the woods and she's chasing this girl named Fumi-chan. And uh, should we give them nicknames? So I started calling them Angel and Body, but... Oh my- <laughs> I am happy. That's great. I love it. <laughs> so Angel's calling for Body in the woods. <laughs> And uh, finally, she gets to a pond, and we discover that Angel and Body live in the same body. It's like the most anime plot twist you could have ever seen. Like, I'm surprised I didn't see this earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a split so, personality kind of a situation where where Body is the one that's like presented to the world, and Angel's kind of the subconscious. Yeah, definitely. After we learn that, we go back to right where we left off. Pegasus has just shot his daughter, and everyone is really freaking out uh little sis yeah understandably uh sis is like oh my god you just got shot are you okay glasses runs over and starts beating the crap out of pegasus thank goodness this is amazing yes i was just like literally pegasus the gun is still steaming and he's like huh that was weird and immediately just an uppercut appears on the screen as glasses (laughs) just punches him and i was like yes Yes. Thank you. Intervene. Good. And yes. Like, okay, I really like Glass's character because he's just like this like quiet, like nerdy boy, but he is like, I'm in it to win it. I'm gonna mm-hmm. kill this man and just mm-hmm. sits on his chest and he's punching him. And I'm like, Yes! This is amazing. A plus. Mm-hmm. I was really A excited. Plus. Mm-hmm. And meanwhile, uh Secretary's just like, wait, no, guys, he's a famous author. Oh, <laughs> uh, like, for, like, half a second, she's like, wait, you shouldn't beat him up. But then she quickly comes on and is like, hmm, he just shot someone. We should lock him up somewhere. <laughs> um, Violence isn't so the they, answer, but let's, like, lock him up. Yeah, let's lock him up. So uh, she and Glasses just shove this this uh, Pegasus into uh, what looks like a child's nursery. The spirited uh, away room. A sp- the spirited away room. And he's like, hey, you guys can't do this. I'm very famous. I want you both to tell me your names. <laughs> And they don't. They just lock the door. <laughs> and they're just both standing outside like, huh, that didn't go how we expected. We go back to see um, Angel and... Uh, what's her name? Little, Little Sis. sis uh, with Angel just like magically... The bullet just like gets booped right out of her because she's immortal and she's super not alive, but she's some kind of special postal worker. Um And the staff was like, yeah, we can't call the doctor because she's magic. And that would just raise a lot of questions. And uh, secretary and glasses come knocking on the door like, can we come in? And um, little sis takes like a very wise precaution and just like puts a blanket over her to like keep her privacy. And like, like, we don't have to reveal the fact that you're magic yet. 
um, which I appreciated. Yeah. And they seemed like um, they were really good friends. Yeah, they were good friends. Everyone's being pretty thoughtful about each other. It's good. I like it. Everyone comes into the parlor where uh, Fum or not Fum, uh, where what's her name? Angel. Angel finally tells all, and we get all of her backstory, and we sort of learn all about it. So. Uh, Angel used to be named Mikawa Fumika. Uh, she used to be a human called Mikawa Fumika. Um, she used to live with her father. Uh, her father loved her very much. Um, and her mother left when she was very young and she remarried. Um, Pegasus was, for the most part, it seems like a great dad. Right, yeah. In isolated scenarios. He played with her. He cooked her food. He, like, was very, like, warm. And, like, it's clear that, like... Very doting. Yeah, body, uh, which was, like, body before Angel was formed... <laughs> Body really loved Dad a lot, but um, whenever Dad needed, or whenever Pegasus needed to write, um, he went into this. Um, he had this significant shift in personality and behavior, where he would um, say like, "It's art time," and he would take her um, into uh, this room that was completely black with like a couple really bright spotlights on her, and she was, uh, she was uh, entirely <laughs> naked, and he took his glass pens and would start drafting his writing on her. And uh, we see uh, the image of a woman's body covered in writing, which harkens back to the first episode when we right. saw that. And we were like, what the heck is that? Yeah. I thought it was just a metaphor, but it's legit. Trauma. Yeah, it's actual words. Like, very literal <laughs> trauma. Mm-hmm, yeah. So this, this whole drafting process where uh, Pegasus is, like, writing on his daughter and he's, like, getting really... Um, like he's having these big emotion swings and he's like saying these really scary things is like horrifying for his daughter and it's very painful like emotionally and physically and uh, like the pens are really sharp. They're glass pens and like um, he's like just going really hard on his daughter and it's really hard for her Um, and it's so painful that her mind, uh, the way that the anime puts it is her mind splits into two, uh, two personalities. There's body and there's angel Uh and uh, Angel's the one, she says, she says she's the one who runs away. The unfair child who pushes everything she hates onto Fumi. Um, or onto body. body. Can yeah. I cut in? I really liked the visuals in this scene. Mm-hmm. Um, like, the scene where they show the split body happening, um, or the split personality happening, because it's literally just, like, a person disassociating so hard mm-hmm. from this traumatic experience that, like, a part of herself just breaks away. Mm-hmm. And then becomes its own thing as a coping measure. And I think the way mm-hmm. that they did it visually in this anime was really well done. Mm, definitely. And yeah. like I was like, wow, like I know exactly what has what is happening and why it's happening with very little words telling me what's happening. And so Yeah, a lot of animes I feel will rely on the split personality trope mm-hmm. and they won't do it in a very convincing or interesting way. This like it showed like a clear linear like build up of like how much this was just unbearable for the girl and like that's why it caused this reaction yeah and like usually Um, in an anime it'll be like yeah i was feeling a lot so i split my personality (laughs) but they like they don't even say the word split personality they don't Mm -hmm. even say like i was like they don't say any of those words it's just they show what is happening and you it's very easy to grasp why and i Mm -hmm. really they Mm -hmm. did a really good job i just want to say I was really impressed. No, definitely, this was yeah. a this, this was a really good episode. Mm-hmm. Whatever. I mean, it was terrible. Um, it was really good. <laughs> definitely. Um, so uh, we see a couple of different scenes where um, Body is like uh, cleaning up after these horrible sessions, and uh, Angel comes to visit her, 
and like she consoles her and she like tries to distract her from how terrible the situation is, which is definitely like trying to disassociate and like get her mind off of the hard things and get her to focus on things that are like better. Like mm-hmm. the fact that they like have like these big imaginative worlds or like they want to like play later on. So like it's trying to like, it's clear that like Angel really cares for body and is trying to keep her safe. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, we take a little pause from the backstory at this point and we take a brief look back at Pegasus who's been locked in the Spirited Away room. And he's somehow, I guess it was hidden in a stuffed animal because he's singing about Mr. Hippo. Um, There's a lot of bullets in there. And he's just unscrewing them and pouring the gunpowder into like a pile in front of the door as he's singing merrily to himself, making this small explosive to break out. He's having a great time. And he's dressed up in a little soldier's uniform. And it's just unbelievable. While he was in there. It's unbelievable. He's like, well, if I'm going to be here, I might as well fit in. Who is Pegasus? I had this whole idea of what his character would be, and it's like nothing. Mm-hmm. Whatever, go on. <laughs> and we go back to the editors who are like, yeah, we knew everything about the abuse, but we didn't do anything. You know those writers, how goofy they are. <laughs> it's awful. Why does all adults slash schools not care? Yeah, the adults in the show are just awful. Oh, my God. They're like, eh. People, kids are kids are upset with themselves, the bling. These kids need to just cut it out. Oh, whatever. Um, so we go back to Angel, who's finally up and about. She's uh, wrapping up her story. And she tells the gang about how uh, no one knew about the abuse because she never left her house until middle school. Um, and when she finally went to middle school, um, Body was so, like, overwhelmed by the crowds that she just ended up staying in the nurse's office. Because, I mean, she had never seen so many people before in her whole life. And it was just horrifically overwhelming. Yeah. Um, but, like, that's where she met her good friend, Little Sis. Uh, little Sis was apparently, like, a goofy, energetic youngster who was late to class and who was an uncultured swine and didn't read any books. <laughs> she didn't know who Sparkle Man was. And so she's like, oh, is that an actor? Sorry, I don't know any actors. But, yeah, then uh, it's sort of a nice opportunity for body to feel safe and uh yeah. my, and angel sort of pushes her along and, and gets her to start talking uh, it's nice. just to cut in for a second i think that moment mm-hmm. is really important because at this point she's an abused child whose entire world was her father like that was the only mm-hmm. person she knew and i think mm-hmm. it was like kind of mind changing to meet a person who had no idea her father existed because i think the fact mm-hmm. going to a school for the first time being like there are other people but they all know her dad like, they all mm. are like, your dad is very impressive and are re- is reinforcing this idea of he is a very important person that you do not cross, like, that you do not, mm. you know, that he is the world. Mm-hmm. Um, and to meet a person who just was like, I don't know who that is, and who's still, like, fine and happy and stuff is just like, a, whoa, the world doesn't revolve around my father? Mm. I think that That's was, like, really good it point. was subtle and it was really good and I appreciated mm-hmm. it. I didn't even think about it. That's a really good point, yeah. That's, like, my first thought was, like, uh, <laughs> I read into things too much. Anyway. Apparently not. That's good. Go they hung out in school. Um, and like Angel made a point to say like she tried to stay in the back as much as possible and not be in the forefront of Body going to school. Like letting Body just like have her own experiences at school. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, it's, they're wrapping up the story. And by this point, um, Secretary has gone off to look for the Shigofumi again. And she's reading it, just like looking over it and just sort of comprehending, I guess, like the gravity of what it says and like piecing together the whole story. 
And uh, finally, we hear the explosion that we've all been waiting for as <laughs> Pegasus finally blows up the nursery, the, the, the spirited away room. And we're finally getting to the climax of this episode. So he escapes and heads straight to the gun collection. And by this point, I'm very terrified because uh, it's very yeah. clear that uh, he's pretty unstable at this point. He doesn't necessarily understand the ramifications of his actions. And he's very focused on himself. Like, he's very yes. egocentric. So, like, he may not really care if, like, he hurts people. Um, and so he's like, oh, I'm going to get a gun. I'm going to punish those people who hurt me. But Angel steps in and is like... I was very hyped at this part because, like, she was very clearly, mm-hmm. like, ready to go and ready to, um, like, confront him about this. Uh, she, like, locks the door and the other, her friends are like, hey, you need to let us in. You, oh, we are very scared for you, but she's like, I'm going to take care of this. Um, Pegasus tries to defend himself with, like, some guns and, like, some throwing knives, but she just, like, floors him and she, like, pins him to the ground and he gets very upset. And he's like, she Naruto runs. Yeah, she, she Naruto runs. She's, she's not taking this lightly. Um, he, like, starts yelling these very childish things, um, like, how everyone is, like, like, how she was, like, not being fair to him. Um, and we get this flashback to when, um, like, the moment when Pegasus was hurting Body so badly that it looked like Body was going to die. And it's the point where uh, Angel finally says it's enough and goes ahead and tries to defend Body by shooting Pegasus. Yeah, it was, like, the um, moment where she took full control of Body and was, yeah. like, enough. And then shot, mm-hmm. shot the dad. Mm-hmm. But Body got really upset by this because, I mean, she's been trying to, like, stay positive and trying to, like, continue to love her dad. And she gets so upset that she uh, locks herself away into this coma um, Mm -hmm. and tries to, like, just get away from the horrible reality of it. Um, Because she thinks that she did it and she's upset. Yeah, she thinks she did it, yeah. So here we are now with Angel on top of um, Pegasus about to exact her vengeance with the same glass pen that had, like, tortured... um, body for so many years and she's about to like say i'm finally going to end you and like like end this horrible this horrible story um but the friends finally they get the staff and they smack open the door and um (laughs) the first thing that comes out of staff's mouth is you're gonna get fired if you try to kill a mortal i was like that's a really good point (laughs) just like it'll be too much paperwork and you're going to be fired and it's going to be terrible um secretary swoops in and is like okay, everyone, we should calm down. Like, you're going to get into a lot of trouble if you kill this man. And, like, he really isn't worth it at this point. Um, She's going to need to continue to support Body in the hospital by writing. And he, Pegasus is like, I don't want to write. I'm, it's too hard. And she's like, shut up and write because you need to provide for your daughter. Please stop being a child. And, uh, yeah, that's sort of... Angel is is still very upset, but, like, she walks away from it. uh, And she's accompanied by her two living friends um and it ends with like the three friends walking down the sunset together and they're the um little sis and glasses make a promise to angel that they're going to help um body wake up and um they're going and glasses is like i've loved body i still love body and she's great and or did she did he say that he loved angel i don't remember he said he loved fumi he loved fumi yeah so one thing this is not how i expected this altercation to end (laughs) Mm-hmm. Which mm-hmm. ended up very peacefully with Secretary becoming, realizing she is the only adult in this house. Yes! <laughs> with these screaming children um, and guns and being like, okay, you know what? I don't really know what's happening. Everyone needs to calm down and I'm going to separate everyone from each other. And you're going to write <laughs> and you're going to take responsibility. And I think 
The only reason that Angel backs off is because she hears, like, this is what Body needs right now to be supported in the hospital. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's why she acquiesces. And I thought it was a very interesting... I think, again, I was very confused this wasn't, like, one of the last episodes. Mm Because it very much felt like it. And I think now that I'm, like, talking about it again and thinking about it more, maybe it's because they didn't want the 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 altercation like it doesn't matter the dad doesn't matter what mm-hmm, matters definitely is body and angel's relationship and kind of coming back together and that mm-hmm. reunion and i think getting this out of the way now so we don't aren't waiting for it maybe is why it happened so early mm-hmm. so that they can really focus the climax on the reunion between those two is maybe what that makes going. so much sense right Cause like I don't know how happy I would be if it ended with like Angel being mad at Dad at Pegasus. I really like right now. I'm really excited to see the end of this and see them put see Body and Angel back together. Yeah, like that is like now the goal I'm very invested in. Yeah, same. Um, so yeah, that was like a rough two episodes. I really enjoyed them. Yeah. A lot came out, and I finally understand things. Mm-hmm. But you know what? It's time to get. Back into some... this Okay, episode 9 was great. I really liked episode 9. Episode 9 was great. It was fantastic. It was a very fun filler. But it was also a filler that closed off Blondie's arc, so I appreciated it. Mm-hmm. Anyway, we finally got what we wished for. In the first few seconds, we see Blondie, or like a girl that looks like Blondie in a car with an older guy, and a head-on collision. It's a car crash. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. that's how Blondie dies, apparently. Uh, or that's how she did die. And so I was like, car crash, mm-hmm. it did happen. Accidental car crash. We're not dumb. Mm-hmm. We were right to predict it. <laughs> it did happen. <laughs> anyway, so we cut to um, our friend trio, Angel, Little Sis, and Sad Glasses, who are now the friend trio, which is nice. Poor it's gamer nice. guy. What's he doing without his friend now? Oh, my God. Good point. Poor gamer guy. Anyway, he could have been in this group. But yeah. Nah. So um, the trio go to the hospital to hang out with Body and try to talk to her because they're like, maybe she'll come back if, like, we talk to her because, you know, comas, whatever, tropes. Um, And as they're talking to her, little sis is like, you know, you said earlier that you kind of took a back seat at school, but I definitely talked to you, Angel, and not Body when I first became friends because (laughs) you used the word boku, um, so checkmate. (laughs) And Angel is like, well, I just wanted to help her out. And when Little Sis says that, Sad Glasses in his head is like, oh, damn, did I have a crush on Angel or Body? <laughs> I don't know anymore. And I'm like, great, great. This is hilarious. I love it. I love it. I love complicated, weird, supportive love triangles. <laughs> supportive being the key word there. Yeah. Anyway, um, Blondie meets up with them and is totally fine revealing herself to those two kids. Because who needs secrets anyway? Whatever. The Shigafumi people don't give a crud, apparently. Uh, Body wants a beach episode, and by God, she will get one to quote form a better relationship with Angel. And I'm like, okay, cool. Uh, so Angel agrees that she'll go to the beach with them if she gets to pick the location, and she wants to go to a southern island. So they get on a boat, and on the boat we see a girl with a suitcase. What should we call her, Richard? Uh, the Gravekeeper. <laughs> Okay. That's no, good. that's too dark. No, I love it. Hat girl. Uh, I called her suitcase. Oh, that's fine with me. I like Gravekeeper. And mm. so there's this girl, Gravekeeper. She's just got a giant suitcase. She's very pretty. She's just sitting on the boat. She's very quiet. Whatever. 
she don't matter yet. Anyway, there's a lot of teasing on the boat. Um, they're all teasing sad glasses about his crush on Angel, especially Lil Sis, which is kind of sad because Lil Sis has a huge crush on mm. sad glasses. But she's like, I care about my friend. And they liked each other mm. first. Anyway, so there's a lot of teasing, whatever. And then they end up on one island and they stay in a travel room. And this is when we find out that, like, Angel's never gone on vacation before. She doesn't really know what we're supposed to do on vacation. And Blondie's like, I will teach you and throws a pillow at her face. And Angel immediately goes into attack mode because she's like, WTF. And especially now that we know, like, you do not touch Angel's body. Um, also, I just love this. I think this is why this show is so good is that it, it relies only on character-driven humor, which is the best kind of humor, mm-hmm. instead of, like, weird, dumb shenanigans. You know what I mean? Yeah, no one was touching boobies and doing dumb stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, no. Character-driven humor is the best, which is when characters play off each other and it's their personalities that bring humor. Like, the only reason it's funny that Angel goes into attack mode is because we know her personality and how, like, serious she is, even though it's just a pillow mm. fight. And that's hilarious. <laughs> anyway, um, little sis joins in and they have a big, big ruckus in the room. And this also was hilarious because then it cuts to the voice. <laughs> And I realized that, oh my god, they separated the staffs by gender, even though they're staffs. So Blondie's staff, who has a male voice and is the only kind of gendered thing about this literal staff, has to stay with sad glasses alone in this dark room, where they just kind of lie there and they're like, I guess let's go to bed. And it's also hilarious. It's great. It's so unnecessary. I really like how Glass is like, should I make some tea? And Staff is like, I don't care. I can't drink. <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> it's very good. We cut to, to Gravekeeper talking to someone saying, like, I want to go to this abandoned island. And you're like, huh, that's weird. <laughs> Little sis keeps trying to convince. She, like, is meeting up with um, Sad Glasses at some point inside this little travel hotel. And she's trying to convince Sad Glasses to confess his feelings. And he's like, no, and they're, like, teasing each other or whatever. And Blondie and Angel are eavesdropping. <laughs> using a, using the staff. This very complicated staff, like, setup where, like, Blondie's got her staff under the door. And uh, it's broadcasting what they're saying to uh, Angel's staff. And it's like, this is so stupid. Why can't, like, they're literally next door to you. You could just press your ear against the wall. Anyway, Angel's like, this is kind of rude. And Blondie's like, this is what you do on vacation, okay? <laughs> and she's like, is it? Is there someone you like? And she's like, and Angel's like, yes. And Blondie's like, wait, who? Dead or alive? And Angel's like, I love body. <laughs> and Blondie's like, I hate you. And then Angel's like, I don't know what love means. <laughs> and it's also <laughs> hilarious. This episode was really funny. It was fantastic. So Angel also wants to go to that abandoned island to deliver a letter because she's only here because of work. Um, And she confesses this while they're in the little onsen or, uh, you know, hot springs uh, at this little travel hotel. Um, And they're like, why do you want to deliver a letter there? And she goes, there's a dead person there. (laughs) And uh, this is as they're walking away from the hot springs, the the girls and the staff, the the girl staff. And uh, this conversation starts freaking little sis out because she's kind of uncomfortable with death, even though she's talking to dead people as she's having this convo. And then she just falls down the stairs in this most unnecessary, unrealistic of fashions. 
<laughs> How can we make these two characters cross paths? Uh... Just push her down. She falls down the stairs right into Gravekeeper, and her suitcase opens, and it's like all this weird stuff, including like a sickle. <laughs> and Lil Sis is like, is that a murder weapon? And it cuts to black because it's the commercial break. But then it comes back, and they're all having tea in their girl room. And because these boys aren't allowed, and uh, we find out that Gravekeeper is visiting a grave, and that the sickle is just to trim the grass. Because, um, and the only reason she's visiting the grave, and I think this is hilarious, is because she really wants to confess to a boy. And so she looked up her love horoscope, and it told her to go visit a grave. <laughs> so she's like, "Okay, my grandpa just died. I'll go visit him." <laughs> And then everyone's like, oh, you also have unrequited love? We all do here, except for me, Blondie. And so they all <laughs> bond over it. And, like, uh, Angel misunderstands this, and she's like, is that what my love for body is, unrequited? And I'm like, oh, honey, I love you so much. <laughs> anyway, Blondie then gets shrek just on alcohol. She just gets obliterated. And she makes everyone talk about love into the night. And meanwhile, in Boyland... Sad glasses and staff are just in futons together, and they're like, I'm gonna turn off the light now. <laughs> Time to better turn in early so we can get up nice and early. It's so funny. Okay, they're on the boat heading to the abandoned island now, and we find out she's visiting her grandpa's grave, and um, grandpa's name is a name that Blondie recognizes, and the name makes her sad. And I'm like, ah. Ah, yes. Ah, yes. Ah, <laughs> uh, and then we cut to them on the island. And Sad Glasses and Lil Sis are having a fun time on the beach. Uh, and the staffs are surfing. And this is also hilarious. Why can they surf? So here's the thing about the staffs is that I never found them funny. Because they were clearly supposed to be comic relief. And I found them very annoying until this episode where I thought they were hilarious. And they really nailed the staff <laughs> humor in this episode. Because the first shot is just the girl staff surfing. Which is like totally in character for her. And then it cuts to blonde, not blondie, um sad glasses and little sis talking and then it goes back to the ocean and just like male staff surfing going woo and it's like <laughs> the funniest thing in the episode having a great time <laughs> there's a lot of good staff development in this episode so blondie and uh angel aren't swimming they're just chilling also this beach episode had no fan service i was really proud of it yeah. uh, just want to cut that in blondie and angel are talking and blondie mentions like that earlier this episode, she visited, you know, where she was born and everything was different because it's been 50 years since she died. So, like, it's mm. all, like, highways and stuff. You know, she kind of confesses that the guy she liked, um, well, actually, Angel just says, like, let's go visit that grave. Let's go together. We're going to mm. go visit that grave together because she's a good friend. And so they go to the grave and they see, you know, gravekeepers tending to it, whatever, and there's a ton of cats everywhere. And as we know, Blonde loves cats. Um, <laughs> And so she visits the grave and she has this little moment to herself where it becomes very clear that this was the boy she was with in the car when she died and was also like this boy she loved. And I was like, okay, great. Cause I thought that was your dad because you guys look like you're 20 years apart. But I Why guess Why does not. she look like she's five years old? I don't know. Cause it's clearly, she's like a teenager at least. Yeah. If not older. And it boggles my mind. Cause she literally looks like a five-year-old and I hate Japan. I hate Japan. <laughs> yeah. it's weird pedophile complex i hate it but i was like so disturbed whatever that was the only mm -hmm. glaring fault in this episode mm. anyway so she visits the grave and she's like wow so hey grandpa i see that you know 
you must have found love after that, you know, after I passed away, and that's okay, because you had so much life to give, you had 50 years, and, like, you have an amazing granddaughter, and I'm really happy for you, and it's, like, a very sweet, tender moment where she's, like, not jealous or angry or anything, she's just, like, yeah, this makes sense, like, you deserve all this happiness, I'm really happy for you, and it's really sweet, and then Angel delivers her letter, which is just a postage stamp on a grave, <laughs> and she's, like, here you go. And on the gravestone is Blondie's name, and it's next to his. And she's like, what? And uh, Gravekeeper looks at it, and she's like, huh, that's weird. My grandpa never got married. Why is that? And Blondie's like, he never, he, he what? He never got married? And she's like, yeah, my mommy was adopted, so who the heck is this girl? And then it goes to a montage. Are you okay, Richard? I'm fine. I liked this episode. Uh, then it comes to a montage of Blondie and Gramps uh, falling in love. How old is she? I don't know. But they fall in love because she, her cat was in a tree and he saved her. And then they like go to a museum and they like go to like all these places and they have such a good time. And then like literally like right after this like wonderful montage, they're like on the road and he's like asking her like, "Will you be mine forever?" And that's when the car hits and Blondie dies. And it's like great. Great. Absolute fantastic life right there. Great time. Um, this grave letter is apparently a proposal. <laughs> and she's like, this is such a dumb way to propose. And she's like tearing up. But she says yes. And like the glint of a ring appears on her finger. And I'm like crying. But that's fine. And then it cuts to the weirdest cut of them back on the boat. And Sad Glasses is stroking the girl staff. And she's making weird sex noises. Oh my god, and I'm like, that's right. <laughs> it's literally the scene right after this touching, beautiful scene is just sad glasses giving the staff a hand job, and then the male staff no! going, <laughs> and this, and the male staff going, do me next. And I'm like, what is <laughs> happening? What is happening? <laughs> that's literally what it was. Do you remember the first time that we heard I? So in the first, in episode seven, there was this moment where, like, uh, Blondie puts male staff into the ground in, like, the garden, like, the, the field of other staffs. And he's just like, oh. <laughs> That's I true. Like, I forgot about that. I was like, what is happening? What? I didn't realize they could feel things. <laughs> it was weird. Anyway, he's just rubbing them down and male staff really wants to get in there. Whatever. On the boat trip back. Gravekeeper's like, I think I'm going to confess my love. I'm like, I believe it. I saw something beautiful today. And uh, Blondie just kind of smiles into the distance. And that's the end of the episode. And it was lovely and I loved it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Even though the staffs were a little weird. (laughs) (laughs) It's a good three episodes. It was. This was exciting. It was a very good. It was a good time. Mm -hmm. Richard, how is this show going to end? It's going to end next week. Oh, oh God. Um, We didn't have any... Well, we had a flashback to a death this episode. I'm wondering if there's going to be like 10 more deaths in the next three episodes. (laughs) I hope not. Um, So, Fumi... I'm sorry. Angel and Body will definitely reunite. I'm wondering if that means if Angel's going to leave her to become a full-time postman. You know? Like, you don't need me anymore. You're strong on your own. That kind of thing. I think that might happen. That or Angel just disappears. I don't think Angel... Yeah. I don't think Angel's gonna go back into her body and just make her split personality. So she's either gonna Mm -hmm. become a full-time mailman or she's gonna just disappear. And I'll be emotional. And I'll cry. Because she has no real reason to continue being a mailman, does she? Like... Mm -hmm. If she, if, like, body's okay. Yeah, she's only doing it to pass the time. Oh, God. Yeah. So, I think 
we're definitely going to see Pegasus again. Mm-hmm. And I hope he goes to therapy because he needs it. Yeah. Um, that or jail. One of those. Uh, what? Like, honestly. Mm-hmm. Uh, he won't go to jail because he's a good writer. But mm-hmm. whatever. Um, go to rich people jail. I think Lil Sis and Sad Glasses are going to get together. Mm, yeah. Because I, can I see that. don't see him getting together with Body. They just don't really. I mean, we've only seen like two seconds of them with each other. Yeah. Whereas, like, Sad Glasses and friend and little sis have been together so much more this show i want the lesbians to come back for a cameo yes yes absolutely that i want what if we see everyone we've seen in the past you know i want to see i want to see the first do you remember the girl from the first two episodes i want her to come back as a mailman yes i would like that that would be good maybe she maybe if angel disappears she's the one who takes over her post oh i like her post like yeah because she's tired she's tied to that region yeah, I would like that. Richard, we're going way over. We're going way over. Yeah, okay, okay, okay. okay. So, um, my rec for this week in our rec room um, is a show, or it's um, another animated short. You know how I love my animated shorts, mm-hmm. Kelly. Um, my YouTube it's ones. It's the ones uh, this that one... you have the attention span of watch. Exactly. So, this one is uh, one found on YouTube. It's called uh, Kagimono, the Shadow Folk. And uh, it is about this, um, it's a very quick animated short. It has... Have you ever seen the show Chowder, Kelly? I've yes, I've seen a episode. Mm, yeah, um, it has this thing called static backgrounds, where the tech, mm. the, the the colors of the characters are static, and the characters move over them. So it it looks as though the characters' uh, colors are shifting constantly. Um, Kagemono employs the same technique, uh, not so much with the colors, so much as with the the textures in the background. That is really what stays static. Um, and it's this really cute story of this fennec fox who's in this in these woods, and it's trying to just like it's trying to just like get, find a meal, and uh, it encounters a spooky series of animals that are like shadow beasts, and uh, it it's kind of scary, but it also ends up being nice and cute. So check it out; it's very cool and beautifully animated and very cute. Ooh, that's a nice one. So mm-hmm. similarly, I also have a short on YouTube for you. Uh, mine is called "The Life of Death." <laughs> Uh, and it's apparently like from some it's a dutch short i don't know there's no talking in it Mm. um and it's about this like little death spirit that like when it touches things it dies that's its job is to kill things like when it's time for them to die so you see like clips of it like touching animals that are on its last legs and they're like kind of like oh thank you like i'm dead now and he befriends Mm. this deer and it's a really touching story of like him and this deer and there's no talking and like the deer isn't like anthropomorphized it's just a deer and it's just, like, their sweet friendship over the years as he, like, kind of lingers around it. And, like, yeah, it's really nice and mm. sad. And it's good. It's, like, five minutes. So I highly recommend it. It's all hand-drawn. And it's beautiful. The end. Ooh, ooh, I love those hand-drawn ones. Mm-hmm. So really quick Rex this week, but, boy, did we go over, so. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think we should quickly thank some people. Oh yeah, so uh, we want to thank the Fat Rat for letting us use their song Prelude as our theme song. Check out their YouTube page at the link in our description. You can also find us at our website at animatetheworldcast.wordpress.com. Subscribe to us on iTunes if you want to hear more. Also, if you ever want to send anything our way, you can email us at animatetheworldcast at gmail.com. Hey. Um, hey. So next week we'll be finishing... Um, Shigofumi, Letters of the Departed, or whatever it's called. Uh, I don't even remember. There's 12 episodes, right? So we'll watch those last three. There is a bonus 13th episode that is its separate thing. 
Are we uh, watching that, Richard? Oh my gosh. Uh, I think so. Yeah, sure. Okay. So watch all four of those. Um, but yeah, the 12th one is the last one of the season. I guess the 13th might be like some sort of OVA. I honestly have no idea, but it's listed as a separate mm. thing on Annie list. So I'm assuming it's a separate thing. <laughs> mm, sure, sure, sure. But yeah. Um, how should we leave them, Richard? You should... Don't touch any stabs. Oh, God. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't rub things. No, don't <laughs> do it. <laughs> and don't be like us. And don't be like us. Bye. Bye. And I'm Amy. And we host More Research Required, a podcast where we create scientific studies we would do if anyone gave us money to do them. We're asking the real questions. Questions like, does your personality affect whether you believe in horoscopes? Or do hockey superstitions have an impact on the outcome of a game? And how often are people really playing Wonderwall at parties? We discuss prior research, make hypotheses, and speculate wildly about what we would do with unlimited funding. Catch more research required every other Sunday on iTunes or wherever fine podcasts are sold.